Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. On Easter Day, we celebrate the conclusion of the single most important event in the history of the human race. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. What Christ won for us by his death, he guarantees with his resurrection. And he did all of this for you and for me so that we, who have been separated from God by sin, could have the opportunity to be reunited with our Heavenly Father and live a new life that begins the moment we receive Jesus as Savior and Lord of our lives. But before we get to the resurrection, let's take a few moments to review what happened on the cross. St. Peter tells us he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. On the cross, Jesus took everything that separates us from God and the punishment it carried. He took everything we deserved and exchanged it, offering us everything he deserves as the Son of God. Let's look at that for just a minute. And I want to encourage you after this service to go, if you haven't already, and download the document called The Exchange of the Cross, because it talks about all of these areas with scripture references. At the cross, Jesus was punished so that we could be forgiven. At the cross, Jesus was made sin so that we could be made righteousness. At the cross, Jesus was rejected so that we could be accepted. At the cross, Jesus was cut off by sin so that we could be joined to God. At the cross, Jesus bore our shame so that we could share his glory. At the cross, Jesus was wounded so that we could be healed. At the cross, Jesus became poor so that we could share his abundance. At the cross, Jesus became a curse so that we could receive his blessing. And at the cross, Jesus died our death, so that we could share his life. And all of this was made possible because Jesus was willing to offer his life as a substitute on the cross that was meant for you and for me. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. This is so because sin separates us from God, the source of life. And all that Jesus did, he did so that we could have the possibility of being reunited with God, reunited with true life. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. On the cross, Jesus in full lucid consciousness took on your sins and mine and he bore them and he did it willingly so that we might become the righteousness of God. Now today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. What does the resurrection add to all that has already been accomplished? What more can there be? Well, there's the new life that Jesus won for us. The life Jesus promises. The life lived in the book of Acts. The life described in the epistles. The life that is empowered and directed by God. The resurrection secures and guarantees forever what Jesus paid for at the cross. When Jesus rose from the dead, he became the first fruit, 
the living guarantee that the life won for us on the cross is real and available to all who trust in him. And he rose to be the living guardian of that life. And because Jesus is fully God and fully man, he keeps the door open between God and man. He will not let it be closed. In John 10.10, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Believe that. And here we get to the real nub between the world and Jesus. It's the choice between death or life. Death is the way of the world. Life is the way of God. Jesus, with all clarity, went to the cross that Friday to fight for our eternal lives against the enemy whose plan for us was sin and eternal death. He took all of our punishment and penalty. He paid our debt of death so that we might have life in him. It's a no-brainer, but I've got to quote it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We were facing death, and Jesus gave us resurrection. And this is not simply more of the same life we had before. Resurrection is a new life, a new creation, that began on Easter Day and continues to transform the world one heart at a time. It is an abundant life, lived in the company of an abundant and loving God. This is what gives us hope. In a world colored by death, we are loved by a God whose will for us is life. We are loved by a God who will fight for our lives. We are loved by a God who will send his one and only beloved son to die so that we might live his abundant life. This is why we see a pattern of death and resurrection in this world. Wherever the hand of God is, wherever the power of God is, there enters into this fallen world resurrection. It doesn't diminish the mighty work of Christ on the cross and in the tomb to win our eternal lives for us to recognize that death and resurrection are a pattern for life because God is involved in our lives. As the great American preacher, S.M. Lockridge, used to say when times were hard, it's Friday, but Sundays are coming. I remember an old priest talking to me about marriage one time, many years ago. And he said, every marriage goes through its ups and downs. The secret is to hang in there on Friday, so the marriage can experience resurrection on Sunday. If we do what the world would have us do, we check out of the marriage. But if we follow Christ, our first response is to hang in there awaiting the resurrection Christ can bring. In your marriage, it may be Friday, but Sundays are coming. My parents were married for 64 years, and I know there were many resurrections along the way that gave them a much stronger marriage in the 64th year than they had in the first year. And I bet most of you who have been married for some time can say the same thing. And it's true, death and resurrection in relationships with children or siblings or friends often experience death and resurrection. And as a matter of fact, the deaths are pretty common. But the key is not to write the people off, but to hang in there and continue to love as you trust in Christ for new life, 
for resurrection. It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. How about the oil industry? Death and resurrection. How many times has the city seen this pattern play out? Perhaps it's because of the wonderful generosity, humility, and faith of the people in this area that God continues to resurrect this economy so that we continue to be a blessing to others and fulfill his purposes. It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. And maybe you're looking for work right now. Well, let's begin praying and trusting in Christ for a resurrection. It's Friday, but for you, Sundays are coming. Now, what about illness and disease? Well, I can only speak for myself. But when I was going through chemotherapy last week, and it hit me hard, it was definitely a Friday. But the Holy Spirit kept reminding me that God's word says I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And he kept reminding me also that God doesn't lie. And no matter how dark the Fridays may be, with Christ in my life and me in his, I know Sundays are coming. The God whose holy word tells us he knows every hair on your head, who tells us to pray to him about everything, is not indifferent to your personal problems. And even in this coronavirus pandemic and this oil downturn, he is telling you, it's Friday, I know, but Sundays are coming. Wherever Jesus is, so is the power of his resurrection. And if you are a believer, then you are in Christ. And Christ and the power of his resurrection are in you. And this gives us hope. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord, Lord is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.